Welcome to episode number 150 of the Towland Talk podcast. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And we are excited because it's been 150 episodes over the past almost five years, which is an achievement, I would have to say. <laughs> it is. It is. I, I agree. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, guys, I just want to say thank you for your support uh, over the last almost five years. Going to don'tforgettotowel.com, listening to the podcast, plural. Uh, there's been a few. And, um, you know, we're, we're excited to, to keep chatting um, for another 150 or more. Let's go for more. Let's go for a thousand. <laughs> Um, but for now, let's just get into the geeky news because there's a lot of it. Uh, first things first, just want to say that maybe you're listening to this and Hollowed, uh, issue number two, uh, that's out on Kickstarter, or at least it's out on Halloween, uh, depending on when you're listening. So yeah, pretty excited to be dropping the second issue. It's been a long time coming. Um, so I know a lot of you guys picked up issue number one, so Please come back and support issue number two from DFAT Comics. Um, really excited for more spooky crap coming your way via the hollowed universe there. Yes. Looking forward to reading that issue. Just oh, read, yeah. I just read Fairy the other day. So that oh, was... yeah. That's right. You did. It yeah, is. the digital rewards are out on that. And um, if you are interested in picking up your own physical copy or, or digital release, please email us at don't forget a towel one at gmail.com, and I can help you get your own hands on Inferi. Do it. Second times at DFAT Comics. <laughs> it is. If we love comics. You love comics. Support our comics. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so first things first, uh, Valiant News. Um, we finally, after months and months and months of talking about it, we got our first trailer for the Bloodshot movie and an international trailer, but... Um, I got a chance to check out both of these, and I have to say, pleasantly surprised. Um, not exactly what I was expecting uh, via the storyline that they're going with, but that being said, pleasantly surprised. What did What did you think? Yeah, I, I'm in the same boat. Um, I knew that they were changing stuff up, um, definitely for this movie compared to, comparatively to like what we were used to for a blood bloodshot storyline but you gotta do what works in the movie verse um you gotta change stuff up fine but mm-hmm. it seems like they're sticking to um you know a lot of the roots anyhow um it looks it looks interesting they 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 definitely showed you a lot um so <laughs> yes that was a complaint oh you showed the whole movie in this trailer yeah i mean you kind of have to um a lot of people don't know who this is um you know, a lot of us who do know who Bloodshot is, yeah, we'd love to have some surprises and whatnot, but you got to kind of throw the structure of the movie out there. Um, you know, whatever. At least, yeah. it's, least it's made. It looks good. Uh, now we just got to watch it. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, we'll see what, you know, it comes out soon. It comes out in February. So yeah. we'll get some more trailers from it because um, we really didn't get to see Vin Diesel's full look uh, or transformation yet, which I'm okay right? to save for the movie, too. Yeah, um, let's, fine save so- let's save something. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So 
Going over um, to Marvel news, though, we've got some shakeups. Um, Jeff Loeb is stepping down. He's been uh, pretty much the main showrunner for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and all of the stuff that was on Netflix. Um, and now with Kevin Feige becoming chief creative officer for all things Marvel, um, I think this is just, you know, it kind of bleeds right into the next story, which is Cloak and Dagger getting canceled. I think if it doesn't have something to do with the MCU, it doesn't have anything to do with Kevin Feige. <laughs> That's, you know what, um, when I first put this down, when this first came out, I was like, all right, this is, this is natural. Kevin Feige's taking the job. You know, Jeff Loeb is in you know, done. As much as that's probably true, that this is kind of like a changing in the guard. Um, there are, you know, there's a lot of things going around right now too. Like with with Ghost Rider, people are not happy that that got canceled. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the Cloak and Dagger. People are saying that those shows are going. You know, they were done after the, this this third season uh, for Runaways in the in the crossover with the two. Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> I can like he's just said. Um, Will Hellstrom get canceled as well? And then we'll just see, like, Kevin Feige moving his puppets around and we'll get, you know, MCU, everything, which we should be if you're really building this universe. Um, uh, so <clears throat> I would say I love Jeff Loeb. Jeff Loeb has had a stellar career, um, but maybe it is time for, um, for him to step down from the role that he's currently in. It just, Marvel TV has not been that impressive to me. Yeah. The Netflix shows are good um, to sometimes great, but they, yeah. they um, you know, we, we were always kind of struggling with, is it really connected? Are they just making these shows and saying, Oh, let's say the Hulk, you know, it, 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 it wasn't really enough for me um, in this whole work connected universe thing. Well, yeah, and you know, you and I have talked about that many times, and and honestly, that's pretty much the big reason why I'm okay with this mm-hmm. is because it's it's been almost like a throwaway at certain points about how these characters are actually uh, interacting with the larger universe, and and frankly, it shouldn't be that way. Um, and if Kevin Feige is going to truly connect everything, uh, you know, we talked about it last week: movies, comics. You know, TV, video games, etc. I'm I'm okay with that. I, and and honestly, I'd rather it be that way. So, um, you know, we don't know what the future holds, but you know, those two shows they had a specific audience. But if you're going to replace it with like Miles Morales or Miss Marvel or yeah, Miss Marvel and and stuff like that, and still hit that that teen tween audience, then I'm okay with that too. You know? Yeah, and then it's like. You have a blade. You have blade coming in phase five. Mm-hmm. Wait until then to really start doing your your Marvel Knight stuff or your horror side. You know, it's like um, as far as uh, Ghost Rider goes. Well, Ghost Rider, yeah, the Gabriel Luna thing would have been great. I think that it was established. I like I like the Robbie Ray's yeah. character for Ghost Rider, but if it's not going to work, it's not going to work. Yeah. Um, Hellstrom, I have zero to minor interest in. You know, it's just like. Yeah. You got. You guys got. Yeah, I just don't care. Personally. No, you guys got to build something like the Midnight Suns. You want to do something cool, like work towards it. You know, like this is what people want these days with these with these franchises. Right. Yeah. So I mean, that's that's it for now. Um, until we get some more news, and obviously 
we will keep you guys posted on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, can you take this one real quick? Because I, I didn't actually get to dive deep into it. I haven't either. But um, okay. so in so you know how Stitcher made that awesome Wolverine into the night, yeah. long night or whatever there are. There's two scenes that um, so that's yep. precursor to this is not really connected, but. Uh, just along the same lines here, uh, that was very popular. I really enjoyed that, and I was like, "Man, they should make more of these." So, yeah. um, I guess SiriusXM is really leading this because um, it's going to be exclusive for them first, and also then it'll be on Pandora. Um, so, Marvel's creating new podcasts uh, with with Hawkeye, uh, Black Widow, Wolverine, and Star Lord, and then as usual, they're all going to be together on one podcast for a story. So. Um, that's kind of where they're at right now. Um, these, like I just said, um, I I really enjoyed it. I, I I really enjoy those kind of audio experiences, and I think that there is still a place for them in our our geekly culture. So I agree. Um, let me uh, let me just expand upon this a little bit because I I'm in the article now, but it looks like they plan on doing podcasts. So yeah. you get these podcasts, but you also get podcasts dedicated to popular Marvel franchises, regular talk shows, including oh, wow. an interview show that will feature celebrity guests. Um, and then all four of those series will culminate in a series that, you know, all together, mm-hmm. like you kind of mentioned. So what it sounds like here is they're really trying to make this, you know, I think they're kind of taking away from like our, our friend over like comics explained you know what i mean who does a fantastic job robert jefferson but like they i think they want to kind of hold on their own and and probably make somebody from marvel do it who i'm okay with if they can add something to it you know what i mean like maybe add in some behind the scenes stuff talking about yeah. what stan did to create it and ditko to create spider-man and, and stuff like that i'm i'm actually i'm a thousand percent okay with it i will listen to those kind of things um so it sounds like, though, they're really trying to take almost the DC daily route, but in podcast form. Which, yeah, that's what it's going to kind of compare it to. Which um, is cool. Yeah, I mean, I wish I wish DC Daily did more of that stuff. Um, they, or DC Universe, I should say. Um, mm-hmm. Because we do get those cool, um, like, documentaries and, and character biops and stuff like that. So... I, you know, I, I just wish there was a, there was, you know, a lot more access to that. <clears throat> I feel like these are the kind of things where it should be like, oh, hey, we have this YouTube channel. It's free. Um, and at the same time, you can pay for premium stuff. So, um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good, good, good. All right. So that's really, it's interesting. And I will definitely tune in for those. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's drop, jump across the pond go over to dc tv movies here on the Arrowverse. um seems like green arrow and the canaries is going to be taking the place of arrow yeah so um we talked about the canaries the canaries <laughs> the canaries show is going to be spinning out of arrow this season uh it'll be a loose launch point for that show um or what do they call them um I guess a built-in pilot to Arrow, um, and then so the show is officially being called the um, called Green Arrow and the Canaries. Hmm. Yep. 
Okay, so Mia Smoke is going to be, so their daughter will be taking over. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. yeah, this is announced. This has been in, in the news for a couple of weeks now. Now we just finally get our uh, official title announcement. Yeah. So. Okay. Cool. I'm. Uh, I'm curiously on board with that. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what's going to keep us on board of those shows after this season. Right. Right. As as we discussed. Um, so speaking of things that don't really care about. Uh, <laughs> It looks like Gabriel Mann uh, will be coming over and be playing Tommy Elliott um, on Batwoman, which is one of her big, one of her big um, villains. So he was a childhood friend and classmate of Bruce Wayne, um, came from a wealthy family, and kind of holds a gate a grudge against the the Waynes, aka K. Kane, who is also kind of a Wayne. So. Um, yeah, kind of like her Moriarty in a way. <laughs> so is he going to be Hush? I I would think so. That'd be a waste if he's not. So. Yeah, I mean they even say in a tweet, aka Hush. Yeah. So, um, what do you think of this? Sure. I um. <laughs> I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like get down on the show until I watch more of it. Um. Yeah. So I got to give it more of a chance than a couple episodes. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. We'll see once they start establishing a real, when they get past this first storyline. I think I need to, I think I need to just let it go. Um, meaning like first season comes out, see how it goes and yeah. then, and see if I actually continue because so far I, I I'm not going to, I'm not going to watch anymore right now. I, I don't care. Well, that's the thing about these shows is like, if after crisis, you know, things stay the same and they're staying like status quo with these shows, it's just like, I, I don't have any interest in them. Um, yeah. And they're just, uh, they do the same thing every season. Um, and, you know, they, they've been what they are for the last eight years. They've established this awesome universe, given us, DC shows when we didn't have them, yep. um, you know, and really delve into, into the mystic side, you know, the mystical side of things, you know, they started off so serious, went into really what we wanted, the fantastical side of comics really embraced that, but you know, things were on their course. And um, if you're enjoying these shows still, that's awesome. I'm really happy for that. And I'm glad that, you know, this is making DC accessible to people, but you know, DC Universe shows are just a hundred times better. They are. Um, yeah. And they're more up my alley, they're more up your alley, and probably most viewers' alleys when it I comes to yeah. DC. You know, it's like, you know, CW has its its thing. It has its type of shows. We all know this. We, you and I have grown up on these shows. We enjoy them. Um, we've enjoyed them for years in that, in that side of things. But it's just, when you get better quality, it's better quality. So... Yeah, and uh, I mean, really, that's kind of what it comes down to is just that we we know that they can do better on on uh, the DC side of things, and unfortunately, that's just the way it is. <laughs> which is funny to cap it with this story. Um, there's a little rumor right now, which is probably true. Um, it's a Star Girl Star Girl show, which is kind of out of line of what they've been doing, to be honest with you. And it seems more like it should be on the CW. Um, because of the audience and just 
definitely like the eight, like I would say this isn't going to be as mature of a show as the other ones. So mm-hmm. um, I haven't heard much from this except casting and whatnot. So they're talking about moving it to the CW. So we'll see. They would have to take everything that they have done already. Uh, fit it, fit it for content and time and then um, go from there. So that would be interesting to see what happens with this show. I mean, another, <clears throat> excuse me, another thing that we've talked about many times is like, it, it just, it's kind of overkill at this point on the CW. It's like, can we just put them all on DC universe, you know, and like, just make it like its own thing. I, we've said this, but I, I, the best argument I can have for you against that is the CW is free. The CW yeah. is free. And you can have stuff that people can pay for. You right. can have things that people, that everybody can watch. And right. your your product is in in their household for free all the time. No, it, you it, know you, you can't beat that. You right. know that's you can't. Right. I love it. I love it because like Star Girl can be a household name if, if, if it needs to be for for kids. You know, it's like oh, you know, so whatever. Um, nope. Argument one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, moving on. Um, let me talk about this one. Uh, yeah. So we've been waiting for this for a long time. Um, so with the success of Shazam, um, you know, minor success, not great, great, but it did okay. Um, enough to garner a sequel and, of course, get this Black Adam movie on track finally. Because uh, Dwayne Johnson's been cast as Black Adam for as long as the DC movie universe has been around. Um, but... According to Dwayne Johnson, uh, production on Black Adam will begin in July of 2020. Okay. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just like you said, man, it's it's been a long time coming. Yep. We've we've been hearing about this for a very very long time, and it's good to know that like it's not just BS. <laughs> and he's he's literally been championing it for the entire time. I mean. You know, he's he's never once wavered. Some of these other guys have wavered. He never has. So, and the funny thing is, is like that movie would exist much better now in this in like this in the landscape of DC movies and where they're at. Correct. So it's probably good timing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, next up, uh, we've been talking about when will this Wonder Woman eighty four trailer debut? Uh, it's going to be. We have a little news on that. It's going to be premiered at the fan events, the basically what's the Brazil Comic Con or whatever is going on in December down there. So December 8th, we'll get the debut of that trailer. Um, and also Patty Jenkins went online yesterday to <laughs> confirm that Pedro Pascal will be playing Maxwell Lord. Um, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, that was cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. That is kind of like an unexpected little thing there. So, you know, hey, not to complain, Pascal is about to blow the F up, especially um, when Mandalorian drops in a few weeks. So, yeah, like all the better. I I actually, I think about it every once in a while. I miss his character that Peter Fancinelli or whatever his name is did on um, Supergirl because I thought he did a really good Maxwell Lord. And then they just like they like literally never talk about it. Yeah, I, I'm really uh, to be annoyed. I'm annoyed by that and the fact that Ted Cord never showed up. Um, yeah, those kind of things piss me off. Yeah, so, but Mag- you know, without 
Maxwell Lord being like full on bad guy, like going into that and having that whole character thing, like, come on, this is it was perfect for that. Yep. But then they got Lex Luthor anyhow. So whatever. They did, which was one of the greatest things that they've done on that show. Um, so that's good. All right. What's next? Um, finally, uh, Michael Giacchino, right, uh, will be composing the soundtrack and score to the Batman. Yeah. Love him. Uh, doesn't surprise me. He did the Apes movies with Matthew mm. Reeves, so that's a no-brainer. Um, he likes to work with the same directors. Like, cool. he always worked with J.J. Um, since Lost. I mean, <laughs> like, and he's worked with Matthew Reeves now in a couple of movies. So, yeah, that um, that's awesome. Very excited for that. And all the news for this just keeps getting better from this Batman movie. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I just want to see stuff. All right, moving on to the comic side of things. Uh, Marvel, we have something called Iron Man 2020. So the solicitations for... Uh, January just dropped. Um, I think they just dropped like yesterday because I've been waiting for them. And um, so let's 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 take a little walk back to 1984. And um, there will be there's a character. Let's introduced. do that. Let's do this. So let's <laughs> let's go back to 84. Um, there's a character called Iron Man 2020. And so um, in 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 honor of this character and it being 2020. Um, there's a new event from Dan Slott and Christos Gage um, with art by Pete Woods. Christos and, Gage, um, Marvel's very own and only uh, creator. Yeah. Christos Gage. All, all these, yeah, the, the same names. Um, Sorry. Yeah. It's all right. Uh, <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, it's like him, Dan Slott. <laughs> I mean, it's fine. I'm, yeah. I, obviously, I like all those guys. But Don't freak out. Danny, Danny Cates either. That's you, the that, that's the guy. That's the one that's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, Danny. Yeah, jeez. Anyways, go on. I don't know how good this guy must be. Really good at writing. Um, anyhow, this this will be um this event will be covering uh be spanning different books over six months. So it's kind of kind of a weird weird odd thing. And um, so this this. This Iron Man will be taking over in the comics, and it'll right. be the the scenario is how how he tackles the responsibilities that come with being the Armored Avenger, and they will have a monumental effect on the Marvel Universe. Blah 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 blah. So, um, yeah, I mean, weird, I haven't weird. read Iron Man and since 1984, so I, you know, fine, sure. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, <laughs> this is the thing about Iron Man. It's like, um. He's he's because of Robert Downey Jr. He got so popular since you know in the last fifteen years, um, and now it's kind of like, what do you do with them new? Um, so it looks like they got to go and take these old stories and make them new again. Try to it sounds very rem- like it sounds like what they just did with ninety like two thousand ninety nine as well. Um, yeah, yeah. This next thing is also kind of the same thing, um, tapping into stories that worked before. Um, so there, we're going to have a little return to the world of old man Logan. Uh, we've been doing that with several titles actually, um, like star Lord and whatnot. So there's been some, some, um, stories being told in that timeline. Um, but this is kind of an interesting one I thought. Um, and so we're going to see a book called Avengers in the Wastelands. 
Um, and it's going to feature, um, let me just read this, in a world where most superheroes fell at the hands of the Red Skull over 50 years ago, Danny Cage wields the mighty Mjolnir for the cause of peace. But when the brutal regime of Dr. Doom forces Dwight, a.k.a. the owner of the surviving Ant-Man technology, to Danny and the Hulk in a last-ditch effort to survive, the Avengers have the chance to assemble once uh, or once more. And so, um, yeah, Ed Brisson with art by Jonas Scharf. Hmm. Okay. Ed Brisson, huh? Yeah. Yep. Last one in the past. Okay. Cool. I sure. <laughs> that sounds cool. Yeah, I mean, this is like right before the Hulk eats everybody. Um, so we'll see where that goes. Yeah, I mean, thing is, is you know, we we like to fight about the big two quite a bit, but Marvel is doing some cool things. Um, as obviously we've talked about almost ad nauseum at this point about the new X-Men, but you know, it seems, seems like they're at least trying to go in the right direction lately. Yeah. I think that with Kevin Feige taking over is everything, um, (laughs) we might see, you know, more improvement to this. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to get overly excited. I'm not going to get, I'm going to just going to be hopeful. Um, you're just going to be whelmed. I am because not over or under. <laughs> no, because we have this discussion. You know, as much as we love the new X Men series, there's there's like six books and two, and they come out twice a month. So it's like they still like these companies. Whether you buy it from Marvel or DC, these big two have unrealistic expectations sometimes of yeah. what people can afford to read their books. So it's right. like one day, you know, it's I don't I, it's too much. It's, no, it's, I got it. You know, everybody gets it. Everybody gets it. It's like, we really want to enjoy this stuff, but it's expensive. So same thing with Star Wars. And we'll talk about that. Um, Star Wars um, is relaunching their their ongoing, we should, I guess we'll call it. Um, the last one is ending right around now, right now, um, issue 75. And that, that spanned the time of New Hope until Empire. And now we are going to find out what happened between Emperor and Jedi. And so that starts... With issue one by Charles Soule and Jesus Saez, um, and that comes out in January 2020. Yeah, um, I can't say anything bad yet nope. because a obviously we haven't seen it, but b Charles Soule has done fantastic work on um, Vader as well as what he did with the Lando series. And then he's had some one-offs. He's got that new uh, Knights of Ren, Kylo thing coming out. So, you know, that's the thing. Right now, cautiously optimistic. Sounds cool. We'll see. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just going to, I'm going to say this. And I'm going to, and just being a Star Wars fan for life. Like, truly for life. Truly, truly for life. Yeah. If they choose to ignore Shadows of the Empire, it'll be, it'll be a major scar. Because I just... I, we'll talk about that, right? At the, later, <laughs> we can. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, why? What, what's in the thing for later? I put, I, I'll just put it in there so you can see. But anyway, we'll we'll talk about it later. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm going to mention that right now because this comic has a little bit more to do with it. Um, sure. Because you know they they put that they put the Outrider in a New Hope and it, it didn't mean anything. You know what I mean? At the time, it did. At the time, it did because in '97 they made the the special editions right after Shadows of the Empire. And Shadows of the Empire basically brought Star Wars back into the zeitgeist. You know, it, it was always there, but it really 
revitalized everything for Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And to ignore that, to ignore the characters and the storyline, it'd be a big mistake for Disney to do their own thing. So but I hope you're hearing me, Charles Soule. <clears throat> it's going to dictate the future of Star Wars for me. Well, so. if in issue one you meet Dash Rendar, yep. you know what I mean? Or like yep. a variant cover, you see Prince Shizor, we can mm-hmm. shut up. <laughs> I'm not going to shut up. I'll, just, I'll, just, I'll, I'll say okay. I'm going to shut up. I'll be cheering. <laughs> wow. Well, obviously, for sure. Um, and then also, uh, real quick, you just mentioned, but um, we did get a look at uh, the upcoming Kyle Ren series, um, which, you know, surprisingly has him and Luke battling the Knights of Ren. So we have all been a little, uh, we have a little learning to do when it comes to the history of that time period still. Yeah, I thought that that was real cool because mm-hmm. it's, you know, wh- what is it? You know, I guess we've all been kind of going off of the idea that um, the Knights of Ren are just Luke's students and him and Kylo take them. And now it seems like that may not be the case. Uh, we'll find out. Maybe the Knights of Ren are all former second sisters and third brothers and they all work for the Emperor. Who fucking knows? Yep. Yep, exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyways. Alright. Uh, so, just to wrap up comic news, let's jump across the pond real quick. A um, couple blurbs from DC. Uh, Superman 18. Uh, Bendis is going to be revealing Clark Kent's identity as Superman to the world. Um, this has happened before in comics, uh, yeah. but this is this is new for the time period that we're in. Um, this is kind of similar to what he did to Spider-Man um, when they when him, Mark Millar, and all those guys are doing uh, ultimate. Well, no, it wasn't even Batman. It was it was when Bendis when Bendis started that like huge at Marvel again, and he went through all those events and, oh, and Civil yeah. War and whatnot. Right, right, right. Um, yep, so yep. it's very similar to that. Um, which I feel like with the Vendor Leviathan and all these things that are going on, and Ben is just kind of pulling the strings. Um, yeah, I, whatever. I'm a Superman fan. We'll see how this kind of affects the comic. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's not, these things that happen in comics like that are not a big deal. People die, they reveal their identity, whatever. Um, we'll see. So yeah. I, I'm enjoying his writing on Superman and action comics. So. And what he's been doing with DC. So, whatever. We'll see how this affects everything. Yeah, exactly. All right. So, yep. good. Well, Let's, um... Lastly, though, there will be a new American Vampire series. Um, how one of, the, one of the ways I discovered Scott, Scott Snyder, um, it'll be under the black label DC imprint in 2020. Is it going to be with Scott Snyder? Yeah. Yes, oh. both both him and um, Raphael Al- yes. Albuquerque. Yep. Huh. Okay. Sweet. Yep. All out monster fight finale, as they say. One more volume of it. Okay. For the for the finale, looking for it. Snyder says it's going to be the equivalent of about seven to eight issues. Takes place in 1976, and it's got. It's got the biggest Evil Knievel style stuff. <laughs> yeah, I love those books. So, yeah. looking forward to it. Um, okay, cool. 
So we'll take this as a quick commercial break. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. From the far reaches of the galaxy to an internet location near you, we're Don'tForgetAtowel.com, your daily source for geeky pop culture news, reviews, interviews, and so much more. So as you're hitchhiking your way through the universe, don't forget to travel safe, and don't forget a towel. We're back after those sexy-ass commercials. Um, let's move over, do some TV streaming news. Uh, we've got Amazon... Uh, Patton Oswalt is joining the boys. Unknown role. Don't even care. I love Patton Oswalt. <laughs> yeah, this is, that's cool. I, I still got to watch that show. Yeah. Yes, you do. I forgot you have not watched that show. Yeah. That's, that's on another level again, as far as like comedy versions, you know, the Watchmen is more serious for sure. Yeah. Mirroring our own society, etc. Um, but the the boys is more like just straight out balls to the wall. I mean, Sparky, what do you want? Right, it's ridiculous. Um, so yeah, Pen as well straight. And then Lord of the Ring cast um, a former Game of Thrones actor, Joseph Maul. Um, you know, he's going to be naming uh, or named Orin, which happens to be the main bad guy in Hollowed. Uh, <laughs> what? And yeah, he'll be serving as the main antagonist in this show. So apparently they read Hollowed and you guys owe me money now. <laughs> right. Good thing it's Lord of the Rings. Yeah, good thing. I'll give it to them. And Amazon. Um, <laughs> you know, again, that's kind of one of those stories. It's a non-story, but at the same time, it's good that we got more casting news, which means they're getting closer to actually seeing this thing. So that's uh, that's exciting. So, um, let's, I actually, can you take these two? Cause it's more in your wheelhouse than mine. Yeah, of course. Uh, so let's move on over to Netflix. Uh, so we got a little reveal of how many episodes the Master Universe Revelation series will be. Um, it'll be 26 episodes coming in 2020. So this is the Kevin Smith, uh, run series. That'll be the continuation of the classic show. And um, I, I, I was online the other day, and I thought I saw some art from it. Uh, so I, I don't know if that was real or not, but if it is, it looks freaking amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like you said, I don't know if it's real or not, but if it is, game over. I mean, it should be. It's, it's, isn't it by the Catholic people? Yeah. So, and also they just put out six monos, um, which I, need, I really need to watch. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. What is, well, yeah. My, I mean, it's the same thing. I'm just yeah, saying, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, and I and I don't even remember what the their production company is. So it's it's funny too. Um, creative, whatever. Um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to that show. Um, it's been far too long, and we, 
are going to get, I mean, this is, this is really probably the best way to reintroduce master universe back into the world. Um, you know, it's like, I would feel like let's touch base on like a really bad animation, like a really badass animation with good stories and, and, and finishing up what people are really looking for. And then, you know, then, then let's make a movie and see that if it's really going to be accepting, you know? Yeah. So it's a good way to test the waters. Um, Next up, um, something that we've really been waiting for is um, anything from this Cowboy Bebop live action series on Netflix. But unfortunately, uh, the the production has been shut down for a little bit now that star John Cho suffered an injury. And I've heard that it's getting pushed back probably seven to nine months. Oh, jeez. So that's a big one. Um, so a big in, uh, injury, apparently. Yeah, which is unfortunate because um, I, I have a lot of respect for what John Cho does. I think he's, you know, he's a good actor. Um, and I'm looking forward to see what he does with Spike Spiegel. So um, speedy recovery, John Cho. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so going over to HBO Max, uh, they're going to be bringing back Adventure Time with Adventure Time Distance Land, Distant lands um so i watch adventure time um it's actually a very funny show very smart show this even looks a little bit slightly more adult or at least they're older so okay uh, you know the the continuing adventures of uh those characters i'm i'm fine with it i'm good i'll I'll check it out yeah definitely i just love to see these these libraries growing because this is exactly what we watch eventually it's just streaming exactly exactly so um this next piece of news just kind of blows my mind i don't know what this is so oh so so educate me okay so roberto and I can't say his name, Aguirre Sacasa. He is the head of Archie Comics now. And he's the one who brought upon that whole dark Archie, you know, oh, Archie yeah. after dark. And he's also the creator of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. So he signed an exclusive deal. We, we did report on this a while back um, with Warner Brothers, which is the ones who are running HBO Max. So he's got two new shows in the works for them. One called The Shelley Society, which is about Mary Shelley, um, like in like a whole like monster world, I guess, including Frankenstein's monster. Um, And then The Brides, which is right up your alley, which is about the three brides of Frank uh, Dracula who live inside the castle before he gets there in their adventure (laughs) what yeah so i was like i was reading this last week and i was like oh my gosh i cannot wait for these shows so yeah he's just continuing to spook them up all over the place freaking frankenstein and dracula and who knows maybe he'll bring maybe he'll finally bring the uh creature from the black lagoon back (laughs) other than uh guillermo del toro so yeah yeah <laughs> pretty, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. Um, all right, so let's go over to movie news. Uh, Robert Zemeckis um, is working on a Pinocchio reboot, um, live action reboot. Um, you know, it's the Back to the Future guy. It's it's Who Framed Roger Rabbit and yes. Forrest Gump and everything else. So, uh, you know, regardless of Welcome to Marwin or whatever, 
that movie that made like a dollar in the theaters last year or maybe this year i don't know but you know he's still an amazing filmmaker he still does insanely good stuff with visual effects so if he wants to do pinocchio which was attached to guillermo for a very long time mm. um remember that yeah yeah so don't know what happened there but sure fine great let's see what happens um did you like pinocchio do you like that i i do um i it's definitely one of the more, more inappropriate Disney movies, um, first time. Um, so it's, it's a, it's very much a fever, like a fever dream. So I'd love to see what they can do kind of with, with, uh, you know, new filming <laughs> techniques and whatnot. So I, I just think that they could do a really neat movie. It could be really creepy, um, a darker, you know, a darker, version of these of these movies you know what i mean mm-hmm. so i i would take i would love to see it i just uh, i mean it's kind of like touching back on what you just said about um how nobody goes to see what to see his movie in a theater like i but well, the movie looked bad that's that's all. Uh, I, okay yeah yeah that's all it was it looked like a crappy movie um stupid yeah so one thing i, I forgot to mention in here it's not in the notes um if you're a Verizon customer, you get a year of Disney Plus for free. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's that's crazy. Um, yeah. I heard Netflix Netflix's uh, stock dropped that day. It was kind of funny when they announced that. Um, that's 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 just huge. It's a it's what I call a cheap shot right there. It's that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's rule the rule of the world. It's Disney. Yeah. So. Um, Keeping on movie news, though, Sam Raimi is attached to a new untitled horror movie with Columbia Pictures. Um, he hasn't done a horror movie since t- 2009 with uh, Drag Me to Hell. And actually, Dude, I don't even know if he's done a movie since 2009. We talked about this last week. Last week, yeah. We mentioned it. And the day, like, either that day or the day after, this was announced. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> you need to just start making wishes on every show so yeah <laughs> exactly so it's touted as a movie that's castaway meets misery um <laughs> whatever give it to me <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's all that's all i gotta say about that so sam raimi back behind the camera sure um why don't you take this gaming news <laughs> so <laughs> in the world of bad moves um Apparently, Fallout 76 has a new paid subscription service called Fallout First. Gives you a bunch of bonus stuff and whatnot. Costs you $100 a year or something crazy like that. Um, it's like it's like 12 something a month or 100 bucks a year. Um, so I I haven't heard great... I haven't really heard great things about this game. Um, I've... I've and I know people that play Fallout religiously. Um, so I I just, it's kind of weird to be, to, to have a company ask you to pay for things when a lot of companies are giving you stuff for free, you know, these days. So I don't know. Um, what do you think about this? I didn't play this game. I, I, you know, you're the Fallout guy. Yeah. I've never even played a Fallout game. And from what I understand, it's not that great. No. And, and um, it sounds like this paid program nobody's into and it's failing miserably for them from what I read. So 
uh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I never really like. I get the idea of what they wanted to do, but most people that play Fallout love like the aspect of playing Fallout by yourself, um, mm-hmm. and how good like Fallout Four, Fallout Three was. You know, so I would rather just go back and play Fallout Four than than ever play Fallout Seventy Six. So, hmm. yeah, it's very interesting. Um, yeah, you know. Good luck to them. All right, what's the next? <laughs> next up, uh, something that we talk about every week, I feel. Um, but we're hoping that we're one day closer to the Batman, the next Batman Arkham game. Um, so the the newest rumor is it's called Batman Arkham Legacy. Uh, apparently, the other rumor is you can play as the entire Bat family, uh, which would be cool. Um, now, we've, we've talked about how the Court of Owls is probably involved. Um, I read something the other day that I thought would be neat. It, they really need to take advantage of using like the bat. Like the one thing I would love is if you could go to the bat cave whenever you wanted and make that like the mission hub and where you go to get your like different things and, and what they really need to tie something like that into the game. Yeah. Um, and also let you play as the entire Batman family. I think that if they can try to get like every aspect of the Batman world down and what it is like to be Batman, I think that, um, th- like, I liked Arkham Knight enough, but I just, I just wish they would do something a little bit new. Um, like that, I don't know. I'm really looking forward to a new game, but I really need some new mechanics with it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's something to be said, right? You know, yeah. like if it's not broke, don't fix it, and you know that's the hard part too. So. I got. I definitely understand what you're saying for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we'll see. Guess we'll see how it goes. I just want a new Arkham game more yeah. than anything. So that's that's it. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't a huge fan of Arkham Knight. I felt like it was kind of like a step back in certain it ways. Was. It was um, after Arkham City did so much to open everything up. I just felt Arkham Knight was like it was kind of the same thing, but then they threw in that stupid tank mechanic and they did some things that they could have just the car stuff could have been way less and just like enjoyable instead of like, I have to do this to move on, you know? Yeah. So, um, (laughs) now that you're saying it, um, yeah, I kind of, you know, put that out of my mind, but yeah, (laughs) Jesus Christ. So I'm not going to complain because they made three, three, they made four good games. They made three great, three great games, you know? So you're, you're right. You're right. All right, let's uh, let's go over to our favorite topic of the world: food. Yeah, <laughs> craft beer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that make the show too long. <laughs> you um, have you have you have your own outlet for that, <laughs> right? Yeah. I know. All right, so we got the Mandalorian is dropping pretty soon. Um, we've got the air dates for this, so November twelfth. Uh, first episode November 15th is the second episode three days later and then it continues basically um, every Friday there is going to be some adjustments in here due to uh, Rise of Skywalker so episode 7 gets moved up um, well it gets moved up today right yeah Wednesday or Thursday of that week yeah I think I get to watch Mandalorian on my birthday or something like that it's yeah it's on the 18th so and then you don't see the next one until the 27th because they push it back after Christmas, which makes sense. So, I guess um, so. 
Right. And, yeah, right? Because that's the hard part. It's like, <laughs> it doesn't you matter. just be consistent. But, yeah. <laughs> I think it's funny that they're doing that. I just think it's, it's kind of unnecessary at the same time. Right. Because that right. would be like, all right, fine. I can watch Mandalorian two days before Star Wars or the day before I watch episode nine. Okay, fine. Right. Or I could be like, I'm watching episode nine. I'm going home to watch the Mandalorian. <laughs> you know? It doesn't matter anymore. Um, it's cute that they did that. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. Uh, whatever. I just want to watch it. That's it. I'm going to have, a, I'm going to try to have like a little bit of a launch party at my house, <laughs> invite some people over, maybe make some Star Wars themed food, and, um, you know, just roll with it because I'm, I'm excited to see where they're going to take this series. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, all right, and then AMC is doing what they've been doing with the the Marvel stuff, which is they're going to have a massive marathon. This one's going to be uh, nine movies altogether, twenty seven hours of Star Wars. Um, the cool thing is, is that if you go and you, you sit through all of this, uh, the eight movies, you get the ninth one an hour earlier than the rest of the world. Um, it'll get released at five p.m. whatever standard time that you're gonna go and see it so i don't know that's, that's cool yeah it's fine i would love to see the oh i would love to see all six of those original movies in a the theater again to be honest exactly exactly i don't want to do this you know like as far as like sitting in the theater in my own filth for 48 hours or whatever it is but i do really like the idea of it um so yeah, that's yeah, I'd sit in my own filth um, for it. <laughs> I just, it, it just, it, it is, it is a lot to dedicate to doing that. Um, and it's, there is, I mean, there's something to say about seeing those movies on the big screen. Oh, phew, can't, can't be beat. Nope. You know, as, nope. we've, as we've seen most of them on the big screen. Actually, we've seen all of them. We've seen them all. Yeah, yeah actually, so now you think about it. Um so anyway, that's an option for you. So, and then the Rise of Skywalker trailer, we're actually going to go and do a deep dive Star Wars podcast. So I don't want to spend too much time in this, but... No, I don't want to talk been... about it at all. That's a joke. But that being said, <laughs> overall thoughts, just real quick. Um, you know, I, I originally, you know, we have to watch this trailer for this show. Um, yeah. Which is fine, because this trailer, while it did give us some new looks at the movie, um, it didn't give us anything else. Um, and I thought what it did was it gave us the awe, and it gave us the feels of Star Wars, and it gave us everything that, you know, that I wanted to see, or that I was always, you know, I always expect to see or feel when I watch something like this, and I... And I did, and I think that's important. Um, with as decisive, um, you know, as divided as the as the fan base has been, um, and you know, whatever our own opinions are on on this this new trilogy, um, it, it, it has big shoes to fill. Um, and you know, I I'm I am excited to go see it. I bought my tickets, and I watched the trailer a couple times. So yeah, I'm it it it's. It's got me where I need to be at this point. Right. Yep. I mean, I did the whole, I did the whole, uh, you know, frame by frame. It's, it's just, I haven't done it 
forever. You know, usually I just watch it once and then I, I don't watch it again. And I did take a deep dive and I do like that they really don't show you too much in the trailer. Yep. So yeah. Uh but like I said, we'll go we'll go deeper into it uh with a with a group of us. So what time is it, Chris? It's time for the pursuit of plastic. All right, toy hunters. Uh, not too much today. Um, I've been kind of lacking on my toy coverage as of this week, but um, let's let's talk a little bit about the McFarlane Bloodshot figure. Um, it did. It was teased online last week. We talked about it a little bit with the trailer dropping. Um, now we do have the pre-order available for that figure. Uh, it's twenty bucks. Uh, it's I believe it's like Amazon, Walmart. You know, it's it is available online right now, so it's easy to find. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I pre-ordered it. I think it's sometimes important to to buy into the merchandising of these things. Sometimes, um, I, it's the thing, you know, um, it's it's the movie makes money, the merchandising makes money. So I'm going to support this movie um, full force, and then. Um, if it sucks, that's it, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just just what you said. If it sucks, then that's it. That's it. Um, I, I, I guess I have a Vin Diesel bloodshot figure hanging around my house. But, you know, um, like I said, I, I love McFarlane and what he does. And I think that um, his, his deals lately with companies like Game of Thrones and this and whatnot have been, have been great. And, um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I um, I got to see this movie before I start throwing money at it. Personally, I'll throw money at it in the theater, and obviously, I'm still going to be buying Valiant Comics. But um, I, I do need to, I need a little bit more before I, I jump in. And that's just, I don't know, <laughs> just kind of afraid. That's all. Sorry, <laughs> but well, you know, we'll see. I got I got to remain hopeful, and uh, we'll go from there. Um, what's What's next? Uh, lastly, today, uh, nothing you know, nothing crazy. Um, I do want to talk a little bit about the with Fallen Order coming out. Uh, there's been a little little confusion on what's going to be the exclusive figure with the game at GameStop, and as we've talked about, it is going to be the Purge Trooper. Um, so that'll be available, but then you can also buy it separately a lot, uh, at GameStop starting on November 15th. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. This is a cool looking figure. Um, so they're not going to make it, you can only get it with the game, but you can definitely only get it at GameStop and probably online retailers eventually. But, um, yeah, that's, that's where you can find that, that, that figure if you're looking for it. Okay, cool. Good. Yep. Yep. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, I mean, like, where could you find us though? You could find us at don't forget a towel.com. Uh, it's, it's a website. It's got news, <laughs> reviews, interviews, and more. Um, <laughs> okay, cool. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's really groovy, man. Um, and then, uh, then on social media, <laughs> if you guys do that kind of thing, um, the Facebooks, Twitters, and the Instagrams, all of them, all of the places. Yeah, um, you know, again, I just really want to say thanks to everybody who's who has supported us throughout the years. 
and comes to the website, listens to the podcast. Um, literally, we could just be the two of us talking to each other, but it's yeah. better that we have a community of people who uh, who do come online and do chat with us. And uh, we, you know, we want that more. So um, keep doing that. And then on top of it, uh, you know, we are always looking to bring in new blood here. Don't forget a towel and towel late talk. So if you are a creator of comics, if you're an artist, We'd love to interview you if you're somebody who wants to write and get your word out there and, and your point of view on movies or TV or video games, etc. Um, please email us at don'tforgettotowel1 at gmail.com. We'd love to talk to you and hear from you and just kind of keep expanding the, the Towelite army, as we say. And then, um, again, Halloween. Stay tuned for Hollowed Issue 2 on the Kickstarter. And, uh, yeah. Geez, I talked a lot, so this is Casey um, saying uh, go read your comments. And this is Chris. We'll see you next time. <laughs>